Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Riddhi. Happy New Year, everybody. Today is January 3rd. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Riddhi and has been con- conducting Zoom or conference calls from past 11 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, put your camera on and raise your hand. Mohammed, Prashant. So, uh, hey, Rahul. Uh, happy New Year. Uh, happy New Year. Um, so, um, I have a, a 140 EB3, EB2 approved. I have a GCAD and uh, my H-1B is expiring in June uh, 1st, 2023, this month, this year. And I'm going mm-hmm. to India for travel in May. I'm mm-hmm. coming back in July. So the mm-hmm. question is, uh, my employer hasn't filed uh, H-1B renewal yet. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pushing for that. Uh, hopefully that happens. Uh, so there are two situations. One is uh, my H-1B gets approved before, you know, uh, I go there and hopefully I get the Dropbox and I get, you know, all the appointment and everything good goes good, then that's fine. Uh, but if that doesn't happen, then I can still come back on AP and not be on EAD. I'm just trying to understand that portion. Well, um, first of all, why are you going to the Dropbox? Yes, you can come back on EAD and you can still be on H1B. I would recommend you don't go to Dropbox because there's too many 221Gs there. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So just come back on AP. Uh, that's it. Just come back on AP and you're considered to be an H1B. Okay. And the, the follow-up question is, uh, uh, January bulletin is uh, the priority date for EB3 is now June 15, 2012. My priority mm-hmm. date is June 8, 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Should I go for again, you know, I went from EB2 to EB3 to EB3 to EB2. Should I go to my EB2? I would, to EB2? I would, I would do, I would do it. I may be you wrong in not. this one. I would do it. I know. <laughs> it's just ba- roller coaster. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. Vasu. Um, oh, hello, sir. Happy New Year. First of all. Um, sir, actually, I had a F1 visa approved for the fall 2022 term. Mm-hmm. But I decided to go to another uh, university in fall 2023. So should I go for stamping again? As my university is saying, I do not need re-stamping, but I have, I'm concerned regarding my STEM OPT validity and H1B chances. Why are you taking all these risks though? Why can't you come into this university and change to a different university after one semester if you need it? Um, actually, uh, the university was asking uh, upfront fees and all because I was going through some sort of consult, uh, you know, middle. I would not, and- I would not, 
uh, your 20s, okay, you're going to be 40s. Every damn Indian who is 40 years old is a is a millionaire, okay? You'll be one of them. Don't don't destroy your future for these pennies right now. The house that you have, have your dad sell it house for you to come here, okay? Uh, so, sorry, can you say it again? Uh. Spend the money and don't risk your visa. Okay. okay? So uh, That's my advice to you. So, uh, you mean I shouldn't need to uh, reappear for... Uh, just No, I just want to come to the same university that you got a visa for and pay the money to them. Okay, actually I have uh, the process uh, done actually for the another university. Oh, you can ignore that process. Okay, so I, whenever at the port of, I mean, at the port of entry, I, I, I can say I am here for the my previous university and I can enter into the United and you, States. Yeah, and then you will go to that university only. You will pay them the fees too. Okay, so I have to... Um, so Sir, is, is that possible, not possible? possible? One second. It's not about possibility though. If a kid will come to me and tell me, can I cut my finger? Okay, if let's say I'm a doctor, he can cut his finger. Is it possible to cut the finger for him by himself? Yes. But would I let it if I'm a doctor? No, I don't want you to do this. So if you still want to do it, consult somebody else. I'm the wrong person. Next person, please. Geeta. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, recently, I have applied for my STEM OPT extension and I received an RFE for two reasons. Uh, one is bona fide employer-employee relationship and the other is uh, employment directly related to studies. So my background, I have done my master's in health informatics and uh, currently I'm working as a software developer and I'm using a tool called Salesforce. So uh, coming to my master's courses, I can match like three courses for my current employment, like uh, which is um, no, some uh, data analysis. No, ma'am. No, ma three courses are not enough though. Let's say for example, you do, uh, you do like 14 courses out of those 14 courses. Let's say for example, you have three courses. Uh, that's not enough. What is the core degree that you have master's degree in? And if that core degree is not aligning with the profession that you're doing, that is going to be denial reason though. So for example, if I take one course out of it differently though, let's say for example, I take, they allow some optional courses, right? They don't have to be related to it. So yeah. it's, better that, it's better that you need to have a consultation with a lawyer, with H1B team lawyer in our office and then you may probably want to change the company if needed. Or I don't know if there is any software that you're working on related to the healthcare field. Okay. Uh, actually, I'm not working with the healthcare field, but uh, mm. what, I, uh, what I have I would, done- I would, recommend, I, would I would recommend it to consult a lawyer. It's not that easy that I can answer you in one minute. Next person, please. Prasen? Hi, uh, happy new Raul. Uh, my question is related to uh, perm audit. Um, and what I want to understand is uh, um, the audit is for batch, uh, why bachelor's degree and several years of experience is required. Um, and what I want to understand 
uh, what what is a typical uh, response like and what uh, what would uh, what would it, what would it suffice uh, in terms of uh, making it uh, look a healthy response would i need any recommendation professional recommendations and any third party research etc um it's just how many years of experience were been asked for this profession 7 years yikes uh yeah i would respond to it and probably have a expert opinion also first of all you probably need to consider firing the lawyer firing because the lawyer normally yeah because we normally put only 5 years experience so why does it require 7 years experience i mean what profession requires 7 years experience it has so it should uh, be the so- it's so like uh, it's my employer's uh, lawyer so i i can't fire them. yeah i got uh, the point but yeah i would i would have them respond to it and probably have an expert opinion also substantiating why seven years of experience is you, you need to understand that they need to put the minimum experience required not the maximum experience required for a profession you know in general when companies hire people they hire the best person is right the best person of course all companies do it otherwise they don't survive now when it comes to the perm labor certification they only say that a minimally qualified person should be hired otherwise your labor certification will be and especially when you put 7 years that's an audit there the lawyer should have known that it's an audit okay but now you don't have an option have them respond but have an expert uh, expert also like a professor or somebody sub, have a support letter to it though. would it help me um, if i get a secondary lawyer uh... no because we can't right now we can't change it is right yeah we can't yeah. change it we can the company should have fire that lawyer going forward for this case now firing won't make any difference i would still respond to this rfp as it so is so it is it is it is actually bachelor's with 7 years and masters with 5 years like that's the configuration oh, they have come on you did not tell that before to me. <laughs> that's a very weird combination the, the company okay. should fire this lawyer i have no doubt they should fire this lawyer first okay um, Sec- uh, i, I just so, have a fu- i think so the i see i think so the company lawyer need to be fired right now because if he has put such things though he doesn't even know how to fire a labor certification okay uh, i just have a follow up to this uh, if I, i'm also traveling to india in a month's time does this or, and have a dropbox appointment does it have any impact that is nothing to do nothing to do with it uh, let me also ask you a question when is your 6 year expiring uh, 25 august 25 you may want to consider actually to have another lawyer file another labor certification because i do have a doubt whether this labor may be approved or may not be approved you definitely need an expert opinion i don't want the same lawyer responding to this other Okay. okay. Makes sense. Next person please. If it's 7 years, uh okay, that guy is dumb enough now it's bachelor's plus 5 years, the guy never filed labor certification before. Next person please. Yeah, okay. Hi Rahul, how are you? Good, good, good. Yeah, my case is way more complicated or different. Uh so I was um I applied for a tourist visa in uh October 2021 and I got my interview for May 2020 and uh, while that I was working in Dubai and uh, since my the 
time I had my interview, uh, my visa got expired and I consulted one of the um, uh, counselors and they said that give the interview, visa is not required and I got rejected. Uh, before that, I got my acceptance letter for university. And after that, I have been rejected twice. Once I applied in Saudi, once I applied in India and I got rejected again. So I wanted, and now I'm married also, and my husband lives in the US and he is working. So we don't know what is the next best step to do right wait, now. Wait, to... wait, wait, wait. What's your husband's visa? He's an F1. Uh, he has to, uh, this year he is applying for H1. Um, here is, if your if you're B2 and F1 was been rejected for you, right? Yeah, nice. Yeah. Right. Your chances for F2 rejection are very, very, very high. However, though, your chances for the H4 rejection, I can't see the ground. It's like there. It's absolutely nil. I mean, I allow, I'll, I'll always say that your chance of rejection is always 1%. Though. I'll always have to give you 1%. So I would recommend not to apply, wait until the H1B gets selected. And once the H1B gets selected, in September 30th or so, you can apply for the H4 visa, which I'm pretty sure. And the reason why you have been given the rejection for the B2 or F1 is they would put an intending immigrant. That is what they would put it as. Okay, yeah. so that intending immigrant is not an issue when you apply for the H-4 visa. So you would be fine. I would very unlikely your H-4 will be rejected. Okay. The question if my husband does not get H-1, so he's applying for F-1 again. So I cannot try it again after a year or two for F-2? Or can I not you can try, try for You can try, but I don't have any tips how to get the F-2 visa for you. I don't and have any can tips. I Okay. Can I try for F1 if possible? Like you can try, but but I don't know. I don't know of uh, you know the rejection is high. You can take a you can take a chance for it, but I don't know whether you'll be successful or not. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Next person, please. Harsha Kumar. Hi. Good morning and happy New Year. <laughs> my question related to the AP. <laughs> so my current status is H1 and family or H4. And the question is that if I go alone and use the AP, so what will be my status and the family status? Um, you you have a H-1B valid, is it right? Yes. Uh, it's At what time? time? Uh, 2024. You're good. You're all considered to be an H-1B and your spouse will be considered an H-4 and your child will be considered an H-4. Okay. In case uh, family go for stamping uh, sometime back, so will they go for stamping for H-4? They can if they want to, but why? Just, just a question. <laughs> yeah, why? I know, but just like the way I was giving an example, if a child wants to cut their finger, why do you want to cut the finger? Yeah, but just a question. Okay. They will be, I'm on the H1. And they, they, can, H1. they can, they can, I mean, children can cut their fingers. You can allow your child to cut the finger. That's fine. Next okay, person, no, please. Thank you. And if your wife doesn't get the visa, you can get a new wife. Ashish. That's a good, that's a good plan. Why not? Next person. Hey, uh, good morning, Rahul. This is Ashish. I have a question regarding H4 EAD. 
my H1 got expired in November uh, and my wife and me have filed H1 extension, H4 extension and H4 EAD. Uh, they are now approved. So my wife got the H4 EAD card as well. I have changed my employer and my employer has okay, filed okay. my wait, wait, wait. Did, did the H4 and EAD got approved at the same time as H1B? Uh, yes. So not, not the same time. Okay. It's like a day after. Oh, nice. Cool. Okay. I just need to, I just need to know the stats, but go ahead. Yeah. So now Actually, you change my, the company. I changed my company and my wife's H4 and my H1 both are approved. So my question is, should we need to uh, reapply for H4 EAD? No. Uh, right now she can continue. When is the H4 EAD expiring? Uh, it expired on November 15th. And the new, that new one that we got uh, is uh, valid until 2025. You don't have to do it right now. Okay. You can do it somewhere in 2024 because when is your H1B expiring though? New H1B. Uh, same. It's same as my uh, uh, H4AD. It's like in 2025. Okay. Then you don't have to. When you change the company, your wife doesn't need. So, but I'm only surprised why your new H1B and your wife's old, your old H1B is expiring on the same day. I'm not exactly sure why is that. So okay, actually, anyway. my, yeah, even my previous one, my H1B was expiring on November 5th, but my wife's H4 EAD was expiring on November 15th. So it's like there was 10, 10 days more. H4, but your right? new H1B is expiring on November 15th. Yes. New H1B. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. New H1B expiring when? Yeah, it's on November 5th, 2025. November 5th, 2025. New H4. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and I don't wife... know why that happened, but you absolutely don't need to file H4. You absolutely don't need to file a EAD for your wife. They're good. Sure. Sure, Rahul. But so, the uh, other the... thing is a little bit, dates are a little bit bothering, but you absolutely don't need it. Next person. Okay. Thank you. Sunil? Hi, Rahul. Um, Happy New Year. My question is regarding I-693 form medical. So I interfiled my medical in June uh, and uh, USCIS lost it and uh, they sent him an RFE. So I went to doctor and doctor run all the blood tests again. So uh, he gave me a report and he said, as per uh, my age now, it's 45. So I don't need CIPLUS test. And, but while filling up the report, he, fill, he attached the previous CIPLUS, which I did in May and fill in the report that it was done in a May. But in below comment section, he mentioned that uh, it's not age appropriate. And uh, so I asked him if it's not needed, why did you fill it? Uh, uh, and so he said- uh, I, need, I, need, I need a little bit of research on it because I'm, I have to look into read the regulations and have to answer you. I don't remember on top of the head though. So I don't uh, have the experience. That I, so that I read that if your age is 45, uh, 45 above, uh, it's not needed. If doctor needs it, then he does it. Does it say in the immigration or in what? Where does CDC. it say? It's, uh, it's in a CDC because in immigration, there is a link to CDC. Immigration mm -hmm. form says that it's needed everywhere okay. above I, let's age Sunil, 18. Sunil, I, I don't have the experience to answer the question right now. I don't want to interfere into it at this point of time. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, next no. person, please. Sorry about that. Laura. Hi, Rahul. Happy New Year. Uh, I actually wanted to uh, ask about uh, my wife's H4. Uh, 
so she is currently on f1 uh, her visa i mean opt will be expiring uh, february and we want to find for which, h4 which this year and uh, and do you have an i140 approval uh no it's actually in the process uh, my perm certification answer to the was question, answer to the question is answer to the question is no okay so yes. yeah you want to apply for h4 okay what's the question so uh, here's the thing uh, her uh, i mean she's going to a dental school which will be starting in may 2023 and the reason we are applying for h4 is uh, for her to be considered uh, as a in state uh, student uh, uh that's what the state requirement is so my question is uh, if we file for h4 right now considering the delays for like 6 months But or up to would a year she, would she be would she be going to the school on f1 or would she be going on h4 though uh we want to go uh, on h4 okay keep going so h4 is pending keep going yep uh, we haven't filed for h4 so my no, question no i know by is, may 2023 say, the h4 is pending okay yes so uh, is there any way we can you know have h4 approved like go for a stamping back in india or some other country and get the h4 uh, active or you okay can. Well, why do why why do you need h4 to be active would they not allow her to go to school so, without h4 approval uh the state requ- the i mean uh, for her to be considered as a in state ah uh, uh, i see the point i see yeah. so what what you could yeah. do right now is file for the h4 right now make an appointment mm-hmm. in the consulate get her the h4 stamping and then she'll be considered okay. to be in state okay so uh, it's just then basically file ds160 and get the dates uh, that's it right, right. but but before the opt expires file the i539 who knows this may come faster right. too then you can avoid so we can that. okay you so can we can apply this one both. apply this one mm-hmm. while this is pending make an appointment get the health h4 right. and she's all good by any chance h4 gets approval before then she doesn't have to go to anywhere okay okay and can we like do we have to go to india or we can go to let's say mexico or canada and apply if for they love you the, if they love you to the third uh, if they love you you can go to mexico or canada too next person please okay. or to vietnam also nikul um hey rahul i had two questions regarding the compelling circumstances ead um mm-hmm. the first one was if you're in your grace period and you file it um i've heard it takes like 6 months for the government to get back mm-hmm. with an answer you're right um what does that mean for your status during those that timeline when you're you know past your grace period but waiting for an answer we we we, we call it as a postback that's a case law that's there so while the case is pending you are not out of status you are not an unlawful status mm-hmm. once the denial comes in you can be considered to be unlawful or out of status depending on when your i94 expires but until it has been decided you are in good status okay that's great then uh, one other question was if your company lets you know let's say 2 months down the road you are going to be like likely laid off can and so you haven't actually officially it hasn't happened yet you can you um, can apply the compelling circumstances ead before you got laid off and and is there would it be a disadvantage to do that because in a way they you're asking for more time and they're like well technically you haven't been let go plus you got the 60 day grace periods they could argue that you have time right we have filed like that we never had any problem okay so it can be filed early but could they could they do it i don't know we have not seen it mm interesting okay thank okay. you next person please akanksha 
Hi, Rahul. Thank you for uh, yes. listening. Uh, yeah, I had two questions. Uh, I am mm -hmm. a uh, radiologist from India, and I'm uh, currently trying to pursue a fellowship uh, at a university, which will be starting July of 2023. My is employer... that a J-1 visa you're planning to go? No, I'm on H-1B visa right now, and that will continue through the fellowships. So is your H-1B cap exempt cap subject? Okay, cap, cap exempt. Uh, uh, it's not cap subject, okay. I think so. Yeah. And uh, there will be uh, a requirement for amendment in the H1B visa because I'll be changing from a research position to a clinical position. And uh, uh, and that will be done with premium processing filing and all. Now, my question is, uh, I wanted to apply for uh, uh, for EB1, sorry, EB2 uh, GC through my university. And they have told me that uh, uh, until and unless you are a permanent employee, uh, you cannot uh, go through that route. You cannot file uh, for EB2 green card. So is that true? Or uh, can I negotiate it with the HR? Um, that's their policy, ma'am. That yes. until you are a permanent employee of it, they will not sponsor you for the green card. That's their company mm -hmm. policy. Just like the my wife's policy is no meat, all meat is illegal in bringing it to my home. It's not about legality. It's what their company. So yes, you can negotiate with them. And you can always go to myvisajobs.com. Okay. Make a note, please. Myvisajobs.com. And I, I, this is to everybody, guys. And, and try to username and password create it. It's free. It's, you don't have to pay any money. And you can go and search your company and then see what kind of green cards they're filing to who are all the people that they're filing to. Yeah, but that is their company policy. But in general, though, I would say that all the universities have the same kind of rule. That is their internal rule. Right. My second question would be, uh, I'm trying to build a profile for EB1B as well, One, simultaneously. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And uh, they, they do EB1B through my university. Uh, the question uh, is, uh, I've got a number of papers, uh, but I am trying to write some book chapters as well. Would the book chapters be as powerful as the citations on papers or? Uh, uh, Both. It will be good. It will be good. Uh, typically, if the university files for the EB1B, mm -hmm. the chances of failure are very, 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 very less. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's yes. what, that's uh, what, so if, if picking between EB2 and EB, EB, uh, EB1B, if they are going to do EB1B, as a postdoc for you though. I'm going to go with EB1B, okay? Totally, yes. And uh, the reason I was filing for a green card EB2 right now was uh, the EAD for my husband. Uh, he's on H4 right now. Yes, uh, is there any point. alternate way so that he can get an employment for like during the process? Uh, one, one other thing you can consider is that since you're in the medical field, you may know a lot of clinics, is that right? Some other doctor's offices, is that right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They can file you a labor certification, even though you are never working for that company, for a research position, for a, a uh, for positions within that. Let's say, for example, you're there is a radiology office that is doing all the interventional radiology. I don't know whatever those different kinds of radiologists are there. So mm -hmm. you can work. They can file a green card even though you're not working for that company. Okay, and that's interesting. And, and don't uh, contact me to find the company. And no, I will do that homework, definitely. But uh, yeah. uh, won't the university be uh, like pissed off with me for doing that? Or 
I don't know. They won't even know. They won't even know. Okay. Why would and you tell so, them? The university is not a violation of rule. No, no, no. From any absolutely angle. Absolutely not. No, okay. you're not even violating any contracts that you may have with with your company too. Okay. You're fine. You don't need to let them know. Okay. And this Thank we so do it for a lot of doctors and other people who are doing research. They want to extend their H1B beyond six years and 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 the universities don't do it because of all different bureaucracies that they have. They find other offices and we file it. You find an organization that can file for you, any doctor's clinic, we will be able to help you out. Next person, please. Hey, uh, so I have a quick question. So my employer has filed a L1 individual. So it's been in the works for some time now. Uh, and there's no moment in that. So I want to apply for H1 uh, parallelly as well. Uh, can I do that? Is there any restriction on that? Or uh, how does no, that when is your L, When is your L1 expiring? No, it's in the process. It's not expiring. We've applied for one. I'm, I'm currently in India. Oh, so while L1, there is a premium processing. I mean, why are you waiting there? Uh, they are not ready to process that. Uh, yeah, L1, L1 visa and H1B, you can do parallelly. They are not contradicting. Okay. So you can do okay. them separately. It's absolutely not a problem. Okay. Thank you. Next person, please. Sam? While the H L1 is pending, you can apply for the H1B. You can do both. Good. Sam, Sam? Super quick question. So my wife is on TN visa and she just got promoted. Her position uh, changed and the salary got changed. The roles and responsibilities have changed maybe 20 to 30%, mostly similar. Does she have to do anything regarding the TN visa? She's a Canadian. She's on TN. How much, how much percentage of salary has been changed? Let's say 27%. Yeah, I would go file an amendment. File an amendment. Okay, we, yeah. we we will we will get get in touch with our lawyers and um, yeah. happy new year. There is no uh, there is a one thing. Is, first of all, uh, check with your lawyer too, though if they need an amendment too. I, I, the, problem, the reason I paused, the reason I paused a little bit is that's my opinion. Okay, uh, if your lawyer says it's not required, you don't have to you don't have to go with my my decision. If it's a 50% difference, yes, you have to file an amendment. If it's 20% or under, maybe not. Okay. So between 20 and 50, I choose. So that's, it, you just don't go with, with that rule. Okay. I mean, if the, if the lawyer says, HR says, we don't need it. Don't argue with them saying Rahul already said. Understood. You're Thank saying you so much. And you, about my meat. You can come home, <laughs> you can drop into our home and have some chicken biryani. We don't have a no meat policy. Cheers. Happy Thank New you. Year. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Next person, please. Jose? And if you, anybody has any questions, guys, leave in the chat, please. I will try to answer it. If, if the questions are not answered for you, leave in the chat. I will try to answer this. And the chat should go to everybody, not just to me, because there are too many me's there. Um, hello. Hi, Rahul, sir. Happy New Year, though. Um, so my question is, uh, regarding, uh, my H1, uh, right now that I came for, uh, came to India for my H1 process. Uh, I did drop my, uh, H1 documents in the Dropbox process on December 7th, but, uh, they gave me a denial. I mean, which was basically the refuse, which is the new. Oh, but they're, they're going to call you for the interview. Yes. They did call me for interview, but the interview date is too far, which is like, uh, 
on January 30th. So it's already been like that two months. The, and my that is not far for that. That is not far for me. <laughs> but go uh, ahead. But my employees are uh, not being that patient, and uh, the, the further extension of that would result in you know, uh, anything could happen after that. So they are they are patient till January 30th, and they said we will continue after that. Hopefully, there is nothing. I, I'm. Uh, I did. Uh, uh, observe when you said this there are a lot of 221 g's going on in india and you wouldn't recommend someone to go now i was trying to know what could be the probable reason because they didn't give me anything no additional document required nothing i just received a white no, uh, one main common reason we are looking into is that what was the first company that filed for your h1b there was only one company that i worked for which was like a10 networks it's a networking company a, yeah a capital a, a 10 there is no hyphen or anything like that no nothing capital a 10 and then networks n e t w are you still work are you still working for the same company yes, yes i'm still working with them it's a full time employment um that's a common problem we are noticing it but uh, when i look into the company profile when the way you were speaking and all those things does that doesn't look to be a problem it's just a routine interview though so how you manage with 8 10 but one thing i will tell you is that by january 30th if you lose the job i don't want you to go for the interview i want you to drive yeah there was there was a scenario like that and then i had to explain my hr and everything and show them the letter where i was called for a visa interview on january 30th and they did extend so as of now it's good but i am looking for the future prospects also uh, i had an uh, doubt here I did speak to someone and they said me this. I just wanted to clarify it with you. So I have my visa of uh, F one, uh, which is still valid till December fifteen, twenty twenty four. So someone just suggested me that if you get an I twenty from any of the universities, and this was, will I be able to no, go no. on? No, 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 no. You can't. Your intentions, everything has changed. Don't try that. Okay. so that won't be a valid valid option and i have to go no, for interview it's not it's not it's it's not advisable for you to do that and if if you don't get out of this one try to get another h1b and come back and h1b don't try to come back and f1 okay okay thank you guys but, i will go to the that, questions but that is no. that like, no 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 sir it's just like child cutting the finger remember is it good if the child comes to me he wants to cut the finger is it possible it's possible but you you're risking everything for it no um question sanders is asking the question h1b max out in 30 days with promise to leave how many days is max out should i leave for the extension to happen after i won 40 approval well once the um once the h1b is maxing out though you can apply for a b2 visa if you need it to and there are alternative options that are there you may want to consider though i want you to watch this video guys uh, that i am going to send it to you 10 minute video yeah because we are not taking any more callers mr sanders while outside us and original ap got lost what are the options to come back oh you need to consult a lawyer uh you may have to go to the consulate to get the uh, request for you to travel uh into united states though they will give you a permission for you but you have to contact the consulate for getting that thing done i'm going to send you this uh, sanders i'm going to I, i want you to watch this video that i'm going to send it to you right now thank you guys for coming the next conference call uh can you send me the link to check to whom 
has your company filed EB visa? Good. Uh, I will send it. Everybody needs to log in, guys. It's called myvisajobs.com. Myvisajobs.com. And you can see the salaries, what their degrees are, everything there, guys. Surprising the information that they have there is very much, okay? You can even check based on the degree what your next, the guy who's uh, sitting next to you, you can even watch, see his salary too. It's not illegal, this site is, okay? This is not in the dark website. It's open. It's there in the government website, but this website is more easier to access. Thank you guys for coming in. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 4.30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.